Well, hello there and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind and today I am so excited to introduce you to this amazing human being, Scott Kramer. Scott is going to share with us in this episode his amazing background and where he has gleaned his incredible wealth of knowledge from that he shares with us in this episode. Scott's got an amazing background in the TV and entertainment industry that he's going to tell us a little bit about, so I'm not going to let you in on too much of that just yet. But he also is the brain, as he likes to call it, of Multibrain, which is a social media scheduling platform uh, which serves the direct selling industry. Many of you will have heard of it before. Scott shares with us in this episode his incredible knowledge and what we should expect from social media now, from where we've come in marketing to where we are and where we're going. Scott leaves us with so many incredible golden nuggets. And I felt myself the whole way through this episode, mentally fist pumping the air, knowing just how powerful everything he was saying really truly is. What I love most about what Scott shares in this episode is that every single piece of information, every little tool he throws out there, every little to-do he gives you can be done no matter what your technical experience is. Now, I know you're going to need to grab pen and paper because you will want to take down notes uh, in this episode. So if you're driving, don't say I didn't warn you, but sit back and enjoy. You are going to love meeting Scott just as much as I did. Get ready to take some notes down and enjoy the episode. Welcome everybody back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam and I am overwhelmed and excited to be joined today by uh, President and CEO of Multibrain, Scott Kramer. Welcome on in, Scott. It's great to have you. Hi, Sam. Great to be here. Now, I know we've, uh, we're, we're one of the beautiful things about this whole COVID landscape, I did say the C word very early on, I'm sorry about that, but is the fact that we actually get to chat from so far away. And we've been talking about accents and all sorts of things today. But um, we're across oceans and we get this amazing opportunity to connect and, of course, to have you join us on the podcast for our listeners to hear from. And I know that you're going to provide so much uh, golden nuggets today and amazing information. I'm really excited to have a bit of a chat with you. So thank you for jumping on in. Oh, absolutely. Let's hit it. So, Scott, we better start off because I've got to know you. We've had a few chats and uh, I'm excited for our audience to hear a little bit about your amazing background. Do you want to tell us a bit about who Scott Kramer is and um, how you ended up where you are today? Um, sure. It's been it's been kind of a, a, a fun journey. It's been one of those journeys where, you know, where I am today is actually a reflection of everything I've done in my fa- my past. And that's, it's such an amazingly comfortable feeling to be able to experience I've had. I come from media and entertainment. Um, I started in the ad agency business. I uh, was president of a magazine here in the U.S. called Buzz Magazine, which was magazine of the year and its day. And we, we spoke to Hollywood, not about Hollywood. We were an L.A. magazine in Los Angeles. 
Uh, I sold that to Disney at the age of 29. I then went into uh, a a group called CAA, Creative Artists Agency, which is talent agency and entertainment, and and did a lot of entertainment marketing and and ended up working on a little show called American Idol um, or brought it over. It was called Pop Idol from the U.K., and I got to kind of build the revenue streams, the licensing, the the kind of the revenue models around the this huge mega brand called Idol and kind of build the Bible in 37 countries of how to monetize, whether it be creating ancillary products, licensing deals. I did, let's see, the American Idol Tour, uh, America, uh, Idol Camp for kids. Uh, we, we just say it was a playground. It was so much fun to do. Uh, from there, I did some work with Warner Brothers. Um and then ended up at IMG Entertainment, uh, again, doing a lot of reality television and sports. Um, and then from there, I got obsessed with with social media, like 2007-ish, like right, right in the beginning. Um, I knew it was going to be a game changer. I knew it was going to be a, I knew it was going to be a flop, a flip-flop of everything we know about marketing. Instead yeah. of marketing to somebody, that somebody is now marketing us. So the power of the consumer, if you will. And, you know, I was speaking on that in 2011, I think, uh, at a direct selling association conference. And it's there where I met a bunch of CEOs from the direct selling industry. I explained to them how I wanted to empower entrepreneurs. And they talked me into turning into a software company, building software, which is what Multibrain is today, and uh, servicing this industry, which we absolutely love. So... That's what's brought me here. What an amazing background. And what a, I, I, again, you know, there's those words that I feel like you get in trouble for using, but I'm going to use the word pivot. What a pivot <laughs> that you have made over those years going from the entertainment industry into direct selling. How have you I found think my that? common thread was always technology, though. Yeah, of course. Well, I mean, I can tell you in my early days, even at, you know, before I didn't even mention this, you know, working at Times Mirror with the Los Angeles Times, I mean, we did the first Times software to read the newspaper on your computer. You had to get the disc, you know, the <laughs> floppy disk to stick it in your computer. I mean, I've oh. always been way ahead with technology, and I always had the dream of creating software and creating a product. Yep. So, I mean, this is where dreams come true. Um, and, I, I, I mean, I wouldn't change a thing. I definitely have pivoted for sure, but that's what I mean. The pivot actually isn't like, oh, I'm going to go be a doctor. It, <laughs> it's everything I do today is tapping everything I learned from magazines, from newspapers, from radio, from television. It's all playing true. And you and I have had this conversation. I'm sure we'll get into it about how to build, you know, on social media and to behave like you're a network, behave like you're some type of medium where, you know, you have your different types of content, commercial versus editorial. I mean, we'll get into all that. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, yeah. but <laughs> it's everything. I've, I've, I, everything's coming to fruition with what I've learned and done through my career. So the pivot's actually a beautiful thing. Yeah. And, uh, you know, from a, we've come from a, both from a marketing background um, and both have watched, have gone from the the, what we would consider to be old school broadcasting style, third party style marketing to this new digital world where, as you quite rightly said, you know, our consumers become our marketers and yeah. that's changed everything. Um, 
So, you know, with I, I know that in a, a previous life you were a trend forecaster. I would say that you still are. That's I know I know that this is uh partly what we have to do in this industry, right? Yeah. So yeah. with that being said, Scott, what trends do you see coming that you feel will have the greatest impact on the direct selling industry over the next few years? Well, you know, the, the beautiful thing about where social media and social media is really just the term for what we know as the internet, because the internet is the first medium in history that's good at both conversations and groups. Yeah. You know, where television is kind of a one to many model, you blast out a message or radio is blasting or, you know, creating a print ad for lots of people to see. Yeah. The internet has really kind of leveled the playing field where everybody's got a voice now. So now the challenge is how do you get the attention of a consumer? And what happens is that's with the person to person or people to people connection. You know, mm -hmm. we, we want to interact with people we like, people we trust, people we know. So it's really interesting how for direct selling, you know, I, I said this and it's kind of cheesy, but is the original social network. Because people, yeah. it's based on people talking to people. You know, I think the I think the the misconception about social media is is thinking that I'm Scott Kramer and and there are 2.9 billion people on Facebook. I'm going to go talk to all of them and send them my <laughs> message. And that's not what it's about. It's actually completely the opposite. When I get on stage, sometimes I I, I like to start off saying the internet is small. Because what yeah. it's done is it's, it's put, put you and me together. We're on opposite sides of the world, but yet we can communicate, we can collaborate, we can work together. Um, so what the internet has done is it's actually cocooned us in and made us all smaller into just wanting to be with the people we care about and love the most. Yeah. Yeah. That's how we have to think about it. It's not a big megaphone to yell because people are going to listen because they're not. No, it does create a lot of fear. I've got to say, one of the um, the reasons I see people resisting, particularly, I will say the the um, uh, the I don't want to say the older, the more mature generations that didn't grow up with technology have got that fear that if I put something out there, everyone's going to see it, and then right. what will happen? Right. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that you bring that up because I I think that's still something that worries people a little bit, and then also creates disappointment when it doesn't. Yeah, I get it all the time. Scott, I've been posting for two weeks. I haven't gotten a sale. <laughs> well, it's not about just posting. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for that generation, you know, one of the things that I'm kind of, I'm not, I'm not no young chicken. Um, you know, in sales, we always learned, um, you know, when you go and sit in an office to meet with somebody and try to sell them, you know, make a presentation, mm -hmm. you notice the things around them like, oh, I noticed you have a dog or a picture of your family. And you want to kind of, yeah, weave that into your pitch to to get to know this person and, and connect with them. Well, mm -hmm. the internet is just one giant, easy virtual opportunity to get to know somebody. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and yet people miss that opportunity all the time, don't they? And I, I completely agree. This is actually one of the things that we worked in uh, last year, worked into our online courses was those those typical sales techniques that have been forgotten. I actually did a podcast episode just on this, the forgotten sales techniques that can be game-changing today, partly because no one's using them. If you, if you do exactly what you've just said there, Scott, people don't do it. They don't check the feed of somebody to find out if they've 
you know, just been on holiday or got kids or what's going on in their world before they start a conversation, which means you're starting behind the eight ball. When you get someone talking about themselves, how powerful is that? Yeah. Um, You know, I think a lot of people, especially in this industry in direct selling, I I think there's still this, this notion that you're trying to spread the word to a bunch of just people out there and not realizing that there's real people on the other end that have feelings, that have challenges, that have passions, that have friendships, that have relationships. You know, I think we're all getting used to this idea that a virtual relationship is a real relationship. It's not just a follower. No, that's exactly right. And suddenly you've got the responsibility of you can be there all the time as well. So, you know, it's an, it's an amazing opportunity. And I think one that most of us, most of us, and I speak for me too, don't harness enough. Um, But this industry, you're right. I love what you said before that it's the original social network. I don't think that's corny. I think that's so true. We've actually got something where I think this industry was ahead of the game and then are using social media in a totally different way. If they'd jumped in and used social media the way that they dealt with people originally, it would have been a really smooth transition. And I'm generalizing a lot here because I know some people have done that and done it really well. But I feel like there's this assumption that you've got to behave differently on social media to how you would in real life. And I feel like that's the greatest disconnect and the greatest mistake people are making. Oh, I have to be like those people over there. I have to be more like that person. I have to behave differently. People can't see who I really am. I've got an opportunity to create a different persona, so I'm going to do that. And that it's just a, you know, a, an act, it doesn't work, right? Right, right? I mean, imagine this, you know, I mean, look at an Amazon or look at a, look at a brand, like let's say Adidas. All right. Yeah. Um, you know, could you imagine Adidas selling me a pair of shoes? I'm going to buy, I'm going to order these shoes from you. And then them turning around and saying, Hey Scott, my name is, is Judy. And I wanted to check in and make sure you got your order taken care of. And, and you know what? I just so happen to be two blocks away from where you live and I can get together with you and show you some other products if you'd like, or, or uh, maybe we could just talk about what some of your other passions are. I mean, could you imagine if every brand had a customer service, people buy from people methodology in their business oh like goodness. direct selling does? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. this is what we really have the the upper hand. This is what attracted me to direct selling was yeah. this people buy from people. And that's what social media is about. So it's a no brainer. Yeah. And it's where it's, it's really where true entrepreneurship is going to thrive. Absolutely. This actually brings, and I'm going to go a little off track here because you and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago about um, the people leaning too much into the technology and, and losing that personality. And I know this is coming from two people that work with technology and, and processes and systems and tools and platforms every single day, and they've all got a part to play. But um, we were talking about how when people run their virtual parties, they start um, doing that broadcasting and moving away from the personality that you were just talking about, that customer service, and they start creating these, um, you know, here's 20 posts. I'm just going to blast them out. I'm going to schedule them all in. I'm going to have them all go out in my group um, and uh, and then people can see all the posts and buy from those instead of showing up and showing up with their personality. And then they wonder why at the end, why am I, why are less and less people buying at my parties? I don't understand. And why is Facebook removing my posts? 
Yeah, and why, and why, and why are they putting me in everybody anymore? <laughs> yeah, you know, <clears throat> why are they saying I'm going against community standards? Why are they calling me out on spam? All I did was put a product and a post out there, you know, every 45 seconds across six groups and seven parties. And, you know, it's, it's, it drives me nuts, to be honest yeah. with you, this concept of a virtual party that I can automate. And you want to have people sit there and push buttons every 45 seconds to see a refresh on a cheesy yeah. post about a product and a price and a link. I mean, that's yeah. not a virtual, that's not a party. Okay. You're not no, going to come not. into my living room and host a party and behave that way. Well, this is it. And this is exactly the point I made before. We've got a model that worked so well for so many decades. And uh, we've taken that and gone, oh, technology, this can simplify it. This can make it easier. And yes, it can, but we can't lose the essence of what this industry is about, the essence of what's made your business what it what it was. Um, all the technology does is it enhances that. But if we take it and, you know, again, you, I want to talk to you about your platform in just a moment, Scott, because this is a really good example of that. These amazing platforms can enhance that, but when we use them the wrong way, they do completely detract from what makes your business so incredibly beautiful and powerful in the first place, which is you, your personality, your customer service, you're building the relationship. Yeah. And so, yeah, I completely agree. And I know some people have been successful at running parties that way, Scott, so I've got to be a little bit mindful of that. But the problem is that they then teach others to do it the same way because it's quicker and easier but it just doesn't work for most people. And to be honest, I've been in some parties like that. Um, I don't think I told you this, but Greg and I did uh, six, I, this is what I tell him, I did 60 parties in 30 days. Uh, I did a call out and said, anyone that invites me to a virtual party, I'll attend because we built a new course around running successful virtual parties. I actually probably did more like 80 in 30 days, to be honest. Um, but uh, I got so angry and so annoyed at the ones where people didn't show up live because I wanted you to talk to me. I wanted you to tell me about what you're passionate about and what you care about and what you use and how you use it. So well, you have yeah. to look at the technology too. Again, these some people the the you know the bad behavior, if you will, of the automation and the bot type you know system of parties is not creating a relationship. It's not generating a conversation. It's basically a, a one-to-many message and yeah. hoping somebody clicks a button. But you have to understand these parties are not just for selling. They're about creating relationships. Absolutely, so yeah. how are you going to do that if you're sitting behind a piece of technology, clicking send, 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 and then if you get somebody that comments, you can run over there and go, yeah, you know, give them a link. You know, yeah. it, it's, it's, I don't want to be in a relationship with you for that. I want to talk to yeah. you. I want to, I don't even want to talk about your product the whole time. I want to talk about our passions and laugh a little bit and tell me a joke and let's have some fun. Absolutely. And I think that's right. That's where, uh, when people get made to feel like a number, they're going to behave like a number and they just won't show up. So right. I think that's a really good point. So let's talk, I want to talk a little bit about Facebook and TikTok and all the fun things that everyone's asking questions about right now. But Scott, can you tell us a little bit about Multibrain? For those that don't know what it is and don't know how it works, can you give us a little bit of a, a rundown? Yeah, we built Multibrain to be basically a social a social selling tool. Uh, it's a dashboard. Our, our business is broken up into three areas. 
Um, we have a social media management platform, much like, you know, the Hootsuites or the Plans or the Laters or the, you know, any of those types. So it's a scheduling platform, but we talk about it a little differently. We added a bunch of training in there. We added probably 20, 30,000 pieces of content in their lifestyle. We really pushed this, what are your passions? Your passions are your keywords. Your keywords are your entree to meet new people. Um, Love it. And, and we've simplified the process. I mean, you can schedule a week's worth of content in under two minutes. We have a whole suggested calendar. You just click a couple buttons. Why? Because that's not what's going to get you the business. That's going to be your consistency. Now yeah. get out there and ask the questions and engage with people and actually be social. So we yeah. made the tools easier to make sure they didn't become dependent on that. We don't want you focusing on scheduling content. We want yeah, we'll make that you can do that in a click. Get in there now and follow up and have conversations is where we yeah. what we drive. So we yeah. do um we do uh, a lot of enterprise business. So we work in in your neck of the woods. We work with Tupperware. Um yep. we work with uh, uh Life and Balance, another uh, a motivational company out of Australia. Um, and a lot of other global brands. We're in 24 countries, 16 languages, um, and having a blast. We support everybody. We, we answer questions. We, uh, we, we help basically everybody on their journey just to make sure they're doing it right. What we won't do is get into, you know, automated text messaging, bot, you know, and yeah. everything we do is authentic, organic, real, um, and, and, and really designed to work. And we've been around what, I think we're in our 11th year. I love um, that. so, you know, a lot of people have come and gone, but we, we've got a really, really great, great set of business, set of clients, partners that we work with. And I love that you've been able to incorporate the, the technology to enhance, but you haven't I've fallen into that. And I feel like a lot of people get asked to do something. And even though they don't really think it's the right thing to do, the money talks and they go, all right, fine, we'll create the bot, we'll create the system, whatever it is that you want. But you guys have stuck with it won't work. We're not going to do it because it's, you know, it's not going to pay off. I just and got I asked that. this week by a major global brand that said, Scott, we need the ability for our users to send a message via text to all of their, to their, to their address book. Yeah. I'm like, that ain't going to happen. Yeah, I love that. It's so good because I tell you what, when I get those, I'm an immediate oh. unsubscribe. Like, get out of here. I don't, <laughs> don't want to yeah. see it. Um, yeah, I think these kind of these automation tools, it, they, they sound really sexy from the top, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, we're going to enable the da, da da But in the reality, on social media, these type of old school marketing practices actually oh. hurt your brand. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's that understanding between, you know, that old school marketing that we spoke about before where uh, that one-to-many, that broadcasting model, I feel like there's this, um, again, this assumption that comes um, from uh, from people that are used to that form of marketing that Facebook works the same way and it really doesn't. You've It's two-way communication versus one way and I think that's where that disconnect comes into play and, and people don't know how to do that. And when they get this, you know, and, and often it comes from a leader or someone who's really tech savvy, who's figured out some clever ways to automate things will say, just send out 50 at once because it's quicker and it's one hit of a button. And the problem with that is that you are not 
interacting with, connecting with, and relating with all 50 of those people, and they know it too. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's that way because it's how we've known marketing for the past 500 years. Yeah. Uh, You know, so this thing called social media has now come about, and it ends up with, you know, somebody in a cubicle in the marketing department or the PR department taking it on. And I think everybody is now realizing just how different this is. I mean, you know, you have the same power as Coca-Cola does to talk to somebody. You can talk to a person just as easy as Coca-Cola can or any major brand or or yep. you know, ABC or, or a movie, you know, you, the, the playing field is level. Everybody has an equal voice now. Now yep. it's about how do you actually connect with somebody? Absolutely. That's the problem and brands are having with social. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they're, they're all competing with one another now as well. And the, the thing is that the, the opportunities and possibilities for your business, whether you are a solopreneur who is just starting out in direct selling or someone who's been around for many years and got a great big following, You've got the same opportunity, the same potential. The only difference is the way you use those platforms. And um, and I've got to say, it doesn't require being tech savvy. That's probably the the greatest misunderstanding, right, of of anybody is that, oh, well, I just have to be good at the tech. No, you don't. That's you have why to we good. make our technology. I mean, we, we call ours click, click, done. Literally push yeah, a button, push a button, that. and you're done. Because <laughs> so we don't want you fearful of technology. We want to remove yeah. technology from your life. We want to just make this where you can just click a few buttons. It'll be really easy so you can do what you know how to do, which is talk to people. Yeah, I love it. So let's, I'm going to ask you a pretty big question here. Um, I have not pre-asked you this, so I'm really interested in in what you've got to say here, Scott. But I often get asked, Sam, what is the future of Facebook? So what do you think lies ahead for this uh, social media giant? You know, the thing that Facebook did that was brilliant of them is they they integrated themselves with Facebook Connect into, I think it's something like, and don't quote me, I may get the stat wrong, but something like 90% of all websites. Yeah. You know, so, so you know, like, you know, when you go to a site and it says, you know, fill out this form, you go, oh, just take all my info from Facebook. Blessing yep. and a curse, for sure, for privacy and all that. Lots yeah. of issues with that. But, you know, they they infiltrated us through more than just a social network. And yeah. he brilliantly, the team there, has brilliantly done things like taking on Messenger with WhatsApp, Instagram, mm-hmm. Oculus. Um, do, I, do I think they're going to bomb and, and be gone? No, they're not. Am I going to see, are we going to see a lot of splintering of social networks just like we did with cable television? Yeah. Um, I believe everything we're doing, and this this goes back to, I bet, before you. I don't know if you ever remember somebody named Faith Popcorn. She was a trend forecaster in the 80s. And she no, I, talked about how we're going to, go look it up. You're going to love this. She uh, talked about how we're going to cocoon into our own little communities. We're going to shop local foods from the farmer down the street. We're going to literally live in bubbles and 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 cocoon in. And by gosh, is that not what's happening? Yeah, you know, with yeah. the pandemic, with with the way the world's going, with society's going. You know, the, she used to talk about these things called small indulgences or things like, "I want to go see the Eiffel Tower, but I want to be home tomorrow." Great, go to Vegas. You know, you don't yeah. have to go to France. You so it's 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 everything is kind of closing in and cocooning in. Or Everything's now, getting smaller. Virtual and augmented reality that's allowing people to literally travel anywhere in the world. Yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, look at us. We can build a relationship and we are, and it's wonderful. I think you're amazing. Um, and we, 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 you know, I don't know when we're going to see each other on opposite sides of the world and you don't need that anymore. So this idea of the, you know, relationships, satisfaction, everything is just, you know, I feel like Facebook is going to be a massive platform, but it's going to be more like the little communities and little pieces and little splinter networks that I want to be involved with is where I'm going to spend my time. Cause I don't need to share my life with 3 billion people. I need to share my life with this core community. So that's what I think it's just going to start slicing and dicing, just like cable television. My dad was in, in television and uh, he always told me, you know, Scotty, right now, you know, television has four networks here in the States. We had ABC, CBS, PBS, you know, the major channels. Uh, He goes, by the time you grow up, there will be a channel on whale watching. Well, yeah. by gosh, you know, <laughs> we you are. He was a trend for- forecaster right there. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely was. Um, so I just, I think that's what's going to happen with Facebook. I, I, I think it's, yeah. I, I think Facebook is going to become uh, less of a brand to dislike and more of just a foundation for you to find your community. How's yeah, I, and I would say it's it's very much on on that road as it is now. You know, it's a... Uh, I've been chatting with, we've had some amazing people jump into the podcast that have said things like, well, Facebook's lost all of its trust and, um, you know, people just don't feel the same way about the platform anymore. And, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I don't think that's really um, mattering to people so much anymore. You know, I don't have to trust the brand to use it. And the thing is that at the end of the day, there's nothing else that allows me to do what I need to do. So it's kind of like, well, you know, with anything else, you, you don't, some things you just don't have to trust it to use it. It's just the only thing to use if you want to get the job done. And I feel like that's where Facebook has gone. Well, at the end of the day, we, we don't care. We've just, you know, we've created this platform. We've bought all the other platforms that are going to compete with us, or we've mimicked those that we can't buy. And, you know, you don't use us. We, we don't care. <laughs> well, they're starting to strip back the brand too. You know, now it's meta which is a umbrella brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Facebook, I don't think its name will change, but they're, they're not, they're not, they're not pushing it like Facebook versus Twitter. You know, there's, you're not seeing a yeah. lot of that anymore. They're starting to strip yeah. back that brand, you know, five, six years ago, I used to get up on stage and say, transparency is the new privacy. Get over it. You know, I'm not <laughs> talking about bank accounts, but I'm talking yeah. about, if I want to learn something about you, I can find out about you in five minutes or less. Yeah, yeah. You know, and this so is that's just a reality. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know that's a bit scary for some people, particularly, again, those generations that have grown up with privacy being um, such an important thing. And now we've moved into a world where I'm really sorry, but you just don't have that anymore. It's just not a thing. Yeah. Um, so... Now privacy is back. I have to admit, you know, I was at, I was at Facebook for their F8 conference what three years ago, and you yeah. know, it was it you know it, today it is about privacy. It is about protecting your privacy. It's more about your privacy behind the scenes, the selling your name and all of that. Yeah. What I'm talking about is I can go find out where you live. I can learn what about yeah. you. I can see who your yeah. family. You know, there's information out there, and the, the the ability for me to go search and learn about you. Yeah. So. Yeah. you know, just expect that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and I completely agree. I think this is the thing we've just got to start to get used to, uh, especially if we want to be able to grow our business and use the platform. So 
Yeah. I just want to ask you another quick question when it relates to Facebook. Okay. What's for this industry, um, you know, uh, again, we've, we've got our own things that we encourage and teach here, but what's, what do you think um, is uh, the most powerful uh, for direct sellers to be using personal profiles, groups, business pages? Oh, my gosh. You opened up a can of worms on this oh, one. Oh, didn't I ever? <laughs> I'm sorry. I make people saying profiles, pages, and groups, profile pages, and groups. Here's how I say it very quickly. Your profile is for you. It's called your timeline. It's called, it's it's the timeline of your life. Zuckerberg meant your profile to be a place where you could go, and I bet every one of you do this, go and look at memories from five years ago. Where was I on this day, and how much do I love that? Your profile is the equivalent of going to your grandmother's house and making her making you sit down and look through her scrapbook of when they yeah. went on trips. Okay. Yeah. Your profile is for you. It's not for you to megaphone and talk about. It's also yeah. not for anybody else that you've now connected with to become a friend to say, oh, I hate it when she checks in at Starbucks. If you want to check in at Starbucks and that makes you happy, it's for you. Your profile is the equivalent of inviting somebody into your living room. Come yeah. hang out with me. You're going to, you know, might have to go to Starbucks with me and get a coffee too. And I'm going to post a picture of it. But, you know, you're my friend. I love you. You're my family. That's your personal profile. Yeah. Your uh, business page is walking out the front door, walking down the street, open up the door to your office, your business, your store, whatever it is, and saying, come on in, everybody. This is what I do for a living. Yeah. Yeah. And your group is walking down to the club, walking down to the church, walking down to any social aspect and saying, hey, guys, Let's all chit chat. Let's, you know, yeah. as a community, let's get together and hang out. Everybody's got a voice. So that's how it works in direct selling. Your profile is, is personal to you and the people you love and care about the most. Your business page is open up to build relationships with anybody. And by the way, business pages are not meant to be clogging up your newsfeed. I don't need to see, you know, all these businesses promoting to me. They're destinations. Yeah. So yeah. don't worry about how much people are seeing your content because guess what? A majority of the people are not going to comment, but they're going to see your stuff. How many times do you go scroll through a newsfeed and don't comment, but you see everything? Uh, I love it so much. Right? So good. Yeah. And then your group is going to go into the party. Yeah, I love it. We often say to people just because they're not commenting doesn't mean they're not watching. Um, yeah. And that's so powerful. Scott, I love everything you've just said there. And I will just point out... To those that have listened to me before, you guys have heard me talk about this. I did not word Scott up just then. He's he's just we do match up, don't we? We match up so well, and I love <laughs> it. And this is what I feel like we're constantly drumming home. That personal profile is for real connections with your family, your friends. It exactly. I love that analogy of sitting down and having a coffee at Starbucks, or you know, looking through Grandma's scrapbook. Yes, it's that personal element. It is not a place to be doing business. And But you can um, definitely go. You can actually say, uh, post something on your business page, share that over to your personal profile. Absolutely. And say, hey, guys, by the way, here's what I do for a living. If you want to learn more, click over here and go yeah. check it out on your own Come time. I'm, just, I'm not going to spam you out with posts yeah. every day. Uh, yeah. Go when you want. That's what and I mean by destination. stories life experiences and stories and your business is a life experience and a story, you know, so those things are going to come into your personal profile, but they've got to be about you. So I love that. So good. So good. I'm glad we went and opened that can of worms for just a moment. And I reckon we could do a whole podcast episode just I, talking about Believe that. me, I, 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 I at least bring it up once a day. 
<laughs> Love it. So yeah, could totally agree with you. And it's one of the biggest questions we get asked. So fantastic. So let's talk TikTok. We're going to use, we're, we're going to go down that, that can of worms now. Yeah. Um, TikTok and direct selling. Look, uh, so many different opinions on this. Again, I haven't had a chat with you about this. So I'm very curious to hear what it is that you've got to say. I will also just preempt that I know that the answer to this question may differ a little bit between countries because of rulings and bits and pieces here. But what is what are your insights and how do you think this platform um, is best used in the direct selling industry? <clears throat> I think this opens up a, a, a bigger topic. And that is what I, sorry, <laughs> is this a three-hour session tonight? Yes, yeah. <laughs> you just started like kind it. Kind of the Joe Rogan show, you know, when they go right. three or four hours at a time. No, yeah. listen, I, you yeah. know, the, my topic of the year, I think the word of the year this year is going to be creator. Yeah. Okay. So not influencer, but creator. Everybody wants to be a creator. Everybody is a creator. Well, the true definition of a creator is actually somebody who wants to monetize the content they're creating. And I don't mean by putting a link to my shop. I mean, I'm doing cooking, uh, cooking this and this and this, and like Salt Hank or you know these amazing people on TikTok, and they're actually monetizing because people want to watch their content. Yeah. All right, so what does that mean to direct selling? It doesn't mean you're going to sit there and hold up your product and go, wow, look at this, look at this, look at this. I can lose weight with this, and don't and then my skin look great with this. That's not a creator. So the challenge with TikTok and Reels and Instagram and all of that is I believe, and I'm watching people, I'm watching people from Avon, I'm watching people from Tup, I'm watching people from Rodan that are doing a great job with it, it which is not pushing your products, but pushing the passions behind it. Yes, I love you know, that. Entertain yeah. me. I always say your content should entertain, enlighten, or educate. Absolutely. So, yeah. so TikToks, I'm watching people have fun with it. You don't have to sell me your product. I know you work with this company. Okay. Yeah, but if you're going to have some right? fun in the kitchen, you know, you don't yeah. have to tell me your product at the end. Just have fun and entertain. We're yeah. getting our entertainment from our friends now. You know, I don't watch Saturday Night Live anymore. I watch the little five minute best of segment on Facebook the next day. Yeah. Maybe that's because I'm old and I'm in bed by then. But <laughs> no, I'm right there with you. But yeah, you know what I mean? everybody, everybody's time is so is so fragmented now. You know, it's little yeah. bits of entertainment. So yeah. if you want to do TikTok for your business, don't sell me. Do not do a commercial because <laughs> you're going to get booted. But if you want to make me laugh or cry or have fun, knock yourselves out. There's so many fun yeah. things you can do. Yeah. And it really is the only way at the moment to use TikTok without being in breach of community standards anyway, globally. So um, I completely agree with that. I think that's great advice. I've seen and some really fun TikToks, especially in the uh, health and wellness category. In fact, I've, yeah. I've been sold. Um, you know, there's a lot of weight loss. A lot of those are big and direct selling, right? So I've actually <laughs> seen some TikToks where it's like, you know, I'm down a dress size. Look at me, looking you know, and dancing, dancing, and look how I look. And, and you know, <laughs> like having I was dancing their... like that down a dress size, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, I've seen them where it's just been organic. They didn't push a product. They didn't say the product. Yeah. They didn't say anything. But guess what? If I know that person, I'm going to say, "How did you do that?" Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? 
How many times have you guys heard me saying create curiosity and intrigue? And I think that's exactly what you're referring to there. So, so good. And um, is there, there's some people out there right now that might be thinking, well, I'm not creative, so what do I do? And, and you know, I guess there's there's two elements to that, right? The first is either you you get in and you get curious and you watch what's working, have a look at what other people are doing and then think how can you insert your own personality and create your own version of, you know, some some great creative stuff out there. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. The other thing is that there are other things you can do. You don't have to use TikTok right. or Reels to be successful. I was just going to say that. You know, I get people, oh, Scott. I don't look. I don't like the way I look on camera. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to put the camera up to my face. Great. First of all, turn the lens around and show me what your eyes are seeing. Take me yeah. on a beautiful trip, on a journey, on a hike. Show me the view that you're at. Show me that yeah. you know, there's so many things you can do with with your camera these days, with your phone, well, your yeah. mobile device, if you will. Um, the other thing is, is um, you know, when it comes to these these reels and TikToks, what I'm learning is fun is there. there's all these filters and things that make it really easy to create something funny. I mean, it's like they spoon feed you these. Yeah. You can use this audio. You can use this yeah. filter. Now your face goes like this and you can tell a joke. And, you know, yeah. there, there's so many ways we're being spoon fed creative ideas. Absolutely. Absolutely, you don't yeah. have to, to come into it. But you hit the nail on the head. If you're not comfortable doing that, don't do it. Yeah, yeah. Love it. And at the end of the day, it's got to be a, about your authentic personality, right? And if you're, you know, I, I often say to people uh, when we're talking about Reels, we've done a lot of Reels trainings of recent times, particularly when it's uh, come to Facebook, walking people through, you know, exactly what we've talked about, grabbing audio you like the sounds of, having a look at what other people did with that audio, creating your own version, um, you know, using some of those fun little things, at the you know, with the, the filters and, you know, games you can play and guess the movie and all that fun stuff. But one of the things I say to people is, look, in real life, you wouldn't catch me um, singing and dancing or, you know, um, doing some kind of a voiceover to um, Frozen or whatever, you know, it, it just, you wouldn't see me doing it. It's not my personality. It's not authentically me. So I'm not going to jump onto TikTok and do it just because it's what everybody else is doing. Right. First of all, your audience are not silly and they can see straight through that. They know it's not you. Second of all, you're not, you don't feel good about the content and it just makes you feel queasy. And what happens? You don't do anything. You just stop showing up. Yeah. So Find ways that are authentic. And, you know, uh, I was saying the other day, one of the things that I ended up doing with using reels was simply what I feel comfortable with, which is jumping in and giving a quick three tips on on a particular topic, just 60 seconds, three quick tips, make it fun. That's me. That's how I roll. And, and it works. Um, I don't have to dance. I don't have to be in my underwear in front of a mirror, you know, <laughs> doing whatever it is. Unless that you're down a dress size. Unless you're down a dress size, which I'm not. It's not going to happen. <laughs> Greg I don't know why joking. I said that. But. I know. Greg keeps joking about, um, you know, it, reels. Oh, well, I guess I'm going to have to, you know, dance in my bikini. And someone's actually sent him a bikini because he keeps joking about this, saying you're going to have to show up now. Okay. So I really hope, Scott, that that doesn't happen just quietly. <laughs> I, um, I only do reels. Honestly, I don't do reels for business. Um, I... I do reels when I'm sitting around and I've actually showered and I look decent, um, which is, you know, pretty far between these days. And uh, and I see somebody do something funny, like with a Queen song or something, and, and they use yeah. this effect. I'll go and do my own version of that. Yeah. And I, it's, I have so much fun doing it. 
Um, so, you know, it means nothing. I'm not selling anything. I don't care if anybody sees it. I'm doing it for my own entertainment. Yeah, it's 100% the beauty of it. And uh, you know what? What do we watch? you got to think, what do we watch? Do we watch the ones where people are uh, selling, promoting? No, we scroll straight past those. You know, the the whole pointing at the bubbles thing? I'm sorry, I'm over it. Don't, just yeah. stop it. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. My new one that I'm into is the one where you go, but and now I'm in a, and now I'm on a beach. And then I'm somewhere else. Yeah. Like, where will they be? What will they do? I've actually been laughing a bit at the one with the husbands and wives doing. They've got to close their eyes and guess. It's to the um, the Annie soundtrack, I think it is, and they've got to guess what number the other person's going to hold yes, up. And I you just see saw that what one. They're doing? Yeah. yeah, there's some great ones like that, or. Uh, you know, again, just play, get in and have a look at what other people are doing, have a bit of a play with it, but don't feel like you have to be anything other than yourself. And if you feel comfortable singing to Queen, sing to Queen. Yeah. But if you don't, don't do it. <laughs> and not only did I sing to Queen, but I had a filter where I turned my head this way and there's another one of me and then another one of me here. Oh, and then yes, the- I've seen kids doing a bit of this, but they're, you know, they're dancing and carrying yeah. on and it's quite cute. Yeah. It's about entertainment. That's what it's it about. Is. So, yeah. so what do you want to be? Do you want to, do you want to be an entertainer or do you want to be a commercial? Do you want to be something where I turn the channel or fast forward over you? Or do you want to be something where I spend time watching? So that's what you've got to decide if you're in this business and you're growing your business. Do you want me to scroll by because you're trying to sell me something and you sound like a commercial uh, or do you want to be like a network and entertain or educate me? Yeah, absolutely. Are people going to want to get to know you better is the question from what you're doing. So yeah, yeah, I love that. So what are three quick pieces of advice uh, that you could give a distributor to grow their business on social media in 2022? Uh, to grow your business, my number one tip would be uh, design your top 10 keywords, not hashtags, just keywords. What are the 10 keywords to your business that makes you different? It could be where you live, what you love, your hobbies, your business, what your business does. Pick 10 keywords and start integrating those words into your about sections, your posts, your comments. Start using those keywords because what's going to happen is that's going to trigger the opportunity for people who share those passions uh, to find your content. I love that. So it's essentially... Um, you know, we talk a lot about finding your tribe, getting to know everything there is to know about them and then, um, connecting with them on their level. But it's almost like, um, uh, pulling that apart and almost doing it backwards in, um, you know, what are the things about me? If, you know, if someone were to connect with me on those important areas of my life. Yeah. yeah, I love that. That's, um, another way of, of doing something very powerful, which is connecting with people, you know, in that space where they're passionate. Love the it. second one I would say would be uh, don't post something this morning, but instead scroll through and comment and participate in five conversations and try to find something that actually is one of your keywords. Somebody talking about tennis and tell them how much you love tennis. Don't sell the product. Don't say I do this. Just go yeah. and participate because the more you do that, the more the overall uh, everything is lifted. So go yeah. go actually comment today instead of post. Yeah, amazing. I love that. Get out of your page. Yes, yeah. so good. Yeah. Yep. Third one three. would be, third one would be, go find a group or community. Again, I'm all about keywords. Go find a, Go find a group or community right now for you to join that you are not going to talk about your business in, but you're just going to learn something new. 
Find something that you're passionate about that you want to learn about. Uh, If you've noticed, my three tips are really kind of givers, 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 not takers. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. So powerful. Providing value, getting to know people, making it about them first. So good, Scott. Awesome. Um, so tell us, uh, no, everyone wants me to keep talking to you right now. I can just feel it. Cause they're like, Oh, this stuff is so good. It's fun. But yeah. <laughs> but, I get very so, passionate about it. Like you do. Oh, look, me too. I, I honestly reckon we could just create a whole series on this stuff and people would just be all in listening to it, Scott. Cause I think this is really powerful. And the best thing about it is this is so doable. It's so easy. Anyone can do it. You know, we've just Two technology people have just stripped all the tech out of it and made it about the relationships again. So I love it. So what exciting things lie ahead for Scott Kramer? Oh, my goodness gracious. I am uh, doing a lot more traveling again. Um, I will be going on a road show throughout Europe later this summer. Wow. um, Which I'm excited about. I'll get to a lot. I'm available. If you need some help. Deal. Uh, my number two at my company is going to be getting married next spring, and that's going to be in Bali. So I'm going to plan to come over and spend at least a month over there with all of you. Yeah, because um, that's been yeah. Australia's on my bucket list. I, I I've never been, met an Aussie I didn't like, and I feel like I could live there in a heartbeat. Yeah, we need to work on the accent too. We did talk about this. You could do British, not Australian. So I we'll can just do a very tacky you. British. Yeah. <laughs> what was the brilliant. word you used for? Brilliant. 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 Yeah. brilliant. Oh, uh, travel. Any- Travel's what's coming up for us. We're, uh, we're, we're overhauling our product. We're bringing a lot of, 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 of photo and video editing and adding and, and things into the platform, and that's really exciting. Um, yeah, nice. I'm still really passionate about what we do. Um, yeah. and, and that's I think that's enough. Oh, there's a lot of stuff going on there. A lot of traveling, a lot of trips, a lot of tech. I love it. So good. Now, we've got our fun questions, Scott. I know we've been chatting for ages, but I really want to ask you these. And I know the very first one is going to throw you off a little because I know that you're a movie watcher, not a book reader so much. Not a great book reader. Can you give us a book for our, a favorite book for our Accelerator book list and perhaps even a movie just to shake things up a little bit? I will give you a book. I'll give you two books. My favorite book right now that I just got, (laughs) you're going to laugh, is Fix It With Food by Michael Simon. Fix It With Food. It's a cookbook. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) And Michael Simon is an amazing chef. Yeah. And and the book is all about creating simple every night meals um, that really are Uh, anti-inflammatory, simple. Uh, It's just a brilliant, brilliant book. He's a brilliant man. I don't know if you know him or not, but. I don't, but I'm going to look into this because we're right into this anti-inflammatory. Check it out. Fix it with food. Amazing cookbook, amazingly easy and really great, easy recipes. That awesome. that's what I read. I mean, you're, right. you you know, if I could do anything and do it over all over again, I would be a Food Network chef. I would have a show. A food and Network chef. Yeah. Wow. Now that's a little left turn right there. <laughs> Don't you ever cook in the kitchen and pretend like you're on a Food Network show? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think they'd take me, though. I really don't. I'm too messy in the kitchen. I've, I've got to say, though, um, I've got some uh, – my um, son is very entrepreneurial and he wanted to um, buy a new uh, mountain bike. And we said to him, look, we're not going to – got four kids. We're not going to buy you a mountain bike for $3,000 or whatever it was. I think it was more than that, actually. 
you're going to need to earn the money yourself. Um, and you know, for birthdays and Christmas, we'll pitch in of course. And so it took him two years, but he said, I'm going to start a business. He's 13 now. So he was 11 and a half, 12 at the time. And he loves kombucha. So he decided he was going to start making kombucha and selling the scobies. So the, you know, the scobie the, that you need to create the kombucha to grow it. Um, and so what he did was he said, Sam, oh, mum, he doesn't call me Sam. Mum, can you um, video me telling people how to make the recipe so that when I sell a scoby, I can send them the video so that they know what to do and we can advertise them as well on social media. And I was like, look at you go. So I did this little video of him and it was like this kid just automatically pumped out, no practice whatsoever, like he was on the Food Network um, show. He was just sitting there walking through it. So now what we're going to do is we're going to add our sugar. Now we need to do this slowly. You know, he's going through the whole process. I was like, wow. And I didn't realise the kids are actually watching. There's a ton now of kids cooking shows on YouTube that they watch. Love and it. it's this trending thing. They're watching these baking shows and all sorts of stuff. So there you go. Here I was all worried about what they're watching on TV. Turns out it's just cooking. Did he get the mountain bike? He did. He got the mountain bike last year. Yeah, he Brilliant. raised all the money he needed. We were sending scobies literally all over Australia um, in little vacuum-sealed packs. And, uh, yeah, he sold them for $5 a pop and um, he raised all the money he needed for his mountain bike. That's um, awesome. $2,000, I think, which was amazing. That's awesome. So there you go, something. All right, so that's the cookbook. The yeah, second book, 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 a serious book that I think everyone should read, and it's back from 2009. It's an oldie but a goodie. And it's just because, and you know this, we just did a big social media day event over here in the yeah. U.S. that I hosted and um, and I had Chris Brogan on, yes. and this guy yeah. Chris Brogan, he talk about trend forecaster. This guy is brilliant and so yeah. dry and so wonderful and humorous. And he wrote a book called Trust Agents, yeah. and 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 what the book is about is is really about using social media and using technology to 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 gain influence to yeah. to to become trusted, right? To build community of people that trust you and and invest in you. And I think everyone in our industry could go back and read this book because it's still as true today as it was back then. Yeah. Um, just yeah. about creating influence. Yeah. So yeah, I love well, that. So those are my how's that for two books? Two great books. See, there you go. You're struggling to find one before and you've given right. me two great ones. Well, we talked ones, about it before this. I said Charlotte's Web was probably the last book I read cover to cover. <laughs> Also a good book. Also a good book. They turn that one into a movie, so it can't be a day. Right. Two movies, well. actually. It's twice around. <laughs> um, okay, right. so if you could have a superpower, Scott, what would it be and why? Any superpower. If I could have a superpower, what would it be and why? If I could have a superpower, it would be... Oh my God, that's a hard one. I didn't rethink. I didn't pre-think this. <laughs> I did say to you, these these are the toughest questions of all of them. Did I, I want to say fly? I don't know why. Well, I, that one comes up a lot. I've got to say, first thing is my mind. I just think it'd be great to just jump up and fly. I love it when I fly in my dreams. Well, there you go. It's a yeah, and you could go anywhere, right? Yeah. You know, you yeah. Because I'm going <laughs> with fly. Worthy superpower. All right. So your favorite quote. Oh, my God, this is easy. It's on my Facebook page. Uh, hope you find it in everything that you seek. Oh, I love that. Love that. Good one. All right. Last question. You ready? 
If you could go back in time and say one thing to your past self, what would that be? And it can't be buy shares in Zoom. That's been said too yeah, many right. times. How about buy shares yeah. in Apple? Oh, <laughs> oh, come on. You can be more creative you know, than that. <laughs> I, there's something that happened to me in 2005. I, I ended up, there was a tsunami, as you remember, and mm-hmm. I ended up, because I was in entertainment, I ended up producing a stadium show in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and raised $8 million for tsunami victims in Banda Aceh, yeah. Indonesia. And yeah. it was the biggest show in Southeast Asia's history. I flew 200 celebrities and artists over to the middle of Kuala Lumpur where nobody had even heard of it and produced a stadium show where most artists skip that part of the, the, the world to do concerts. So no one even believed we were going to make it happen. Yeah. I did it all in an eight-week time period, and I had never produced a concert before. That's unbelievable. And what it did for me was it it proved to me that it was like every fear I ever had and every uh, self-doubt I ever had was because I was coming from such a pure place of doing good and raising money and like, just creating this, this charity, and, and it's called Force of Nature— and uh, everything was thrown at my feet. Everything I needed. Everything I needed to turn south stage that had to come on a military jet from Amsterdam in two days. Great. The king and queen will send to get that over here. And did it. Like, it, it, what it taught me was self-doubt, fears are an absolute waste of time. They do absolutely nothing for you. I live my life now so free of self-doubt and fear that I wish my younger self, you know, going up until I was 30, that, you know, just, I just think self-doubt and fear really, really holds people back from their potential. So if I could tell my younger self to just say, screw the fears and self-doubts and just plow forward and do what your heart feels. What a powerful message, Scott. I think that's, um, you know what, that's probably the best answer I think I've ever had to that question. God, so there it's so you go. true, though. I mean, it just so it, it makes me tingle just saying it because it's it's just yeah. I lived it, I breathe it, I am it. I don't have fears anymore. Yeah, I love that. And look at where you are today. I think that's just so powerful. So I know our listeners, some of them right now are going, oh, I needed to hear that. Yeah. So yeah, that's a waste of time. You. Yeah. Thanks and for I'm sharing And I'm no therapist, so don't, don't take it. Yeah. You know. No, I know. Definitely listen to that piece of advice right there. I can, I can, I, I think that's amazing. So, and what an amazing, amazing um, accomplishment as well. You, I, I'm, I did not know that story, and I'm blown away. Um, what, well done. Yeah, it was an it was amazing experience. My headliners were the Black Eyed Peas, Lauren Hill, the Fuji's reunion, Backstreet Boys, Boys to Men. I mean, all the. I had everybody over there. It was amazing. It was best experience of my life because. Yeah. It, you would think it would be a thing that you'd be most scared about. Like, wait, I'm doing something over in a land that I've never been. Yeah. And yet it it taught me all. It, it's it's why I am who I am today. Oh, I love that, Scott. So good. So yeah. good. Um, look, we're going to have to wrap up. I'm really sad <laughs> to wrap this up because, again, I reckon this could have been a three-hour podcast. Um, it has been so wonderful chatting with you Um what an amazing, like we talk about the golden nuggets that come through all of our episodes, but today is just littered with them. So thank you so much for wow. sharing your amazing knowledge with us and your passion, uh, which has come through um, so incredibly powerfully as well. So really appreciate your time, um, your knowledge, your wisdom, and for sharing that with me and uh, our beautiful listeners as well. So thank you so much, Absolutely Scott. my pleasure. Anytime. I enjoy you very much. 
Awesome. And thanks as well to all of our listeners out there for tuning on in today. Um, Have an amazing, amazing rest of your week. And we look forward to speaking to you all again through our podcast next week. But bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.